your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95 PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. That's the wrong mic. There we go. Oh boy, Josh is back for another edition of Spaced Out. I hope you didn't uh, notice that uh, little incorrection there. Uh, <laughs> Thought you were leaving the room. <laughs> no, no, I just grabbed the wrong mic. Anyway, um, Artemis Two. We're going back to the moon, apparently. We are going back to the moon. Yeah. Why, why are we doing this, Josh? I thought we already met, went to the moon back in the sixties. Why are we going back? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've been to the moon. That's the question, why are we going back? Um, yeah, I mean, there, there are a multitude of reasons. Um, I mean, one of the reasons of going back to the moon is uh, we don't actually know a huge amount about the moon from those early Apollo missions. Um, you know, the missions that were done before Apollo, very different goals. They weren't really for science and exploration. It was more for uh, the United States to kind of flex their military might, um, you know. <laughs> different time culturally um but nowadays you know the, those apollo missions they didn't even have scientists on those first missions it was just pilots um so yeah it's it's really about that kind of next step of exploration and you know going back to the moon for a sustained period of time to have longer missions to actually really learn about the moon um which is our companion the moon you know tells us so much about the earth too mm. um, and to really kind of have that you know long-term presence in space as opposed to just uh, going there to show that your rockets are bigger than the other countries. So, I mean, okay, so apart from telling all of us that the Apollo missions was really just, like, a bunch of guys going over and having fun on the moon... Um, and playing golf. And yeah. playing golf on the, on the moon. Um, <laughs> Literally, yeah. What are, we, what are we attempting to understand from the, this mission coming up? Yeah, and I mean, the, the overarching goal of the Artemis mission, it's not, actually not just the moon. Of course, it is going to the moon. Um, but the big goal here is actually to learn about um, living in space for long durations, long periods of time. And that's because we actually do want to send people to Mars eventually. And, you know, Mars is a really long, it's super far away. It's a really long journey there. And we simply just don't know how we can live as humans, as people in space. So the moon kind of acts as this, you know, test bed of um, how do we live in space? How do we go somewhere, live sustainably? How do we live off the land? Mm. Um, and how can we do that for long periods of time? Because the good thing about the moon is, although it's, um, you know, it's pretty close, it's still a fair distance away. So once you go there, we can learn about, you know, how do we actually live off resources that are already there on the moon? Um, because when, you know, when we send people to Mars eventually, it's a one-way trip for you know for several years. You can't just go there and you know realize, hey, it's not that nice. Let's just go back to Earth. Earth would be two or three years away if you wanted to return. So it's a real test bed for us to learn how to live in space for sustained periods. Um, so when we go to Mars, we we know how to do it well. Okay, so I'm just trying to think in my head. I'm I'm thinking that we're treating the moon as a training ground, essentially. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And are we going to be making, is the, is the long-term plan that we make facilities, put them on the moon, have people live there for a bit, and then take them over to Mars afterwards? Is that it? Yeah, pretty much. It's that idea of learning how to live somewhere, you know, for sustained periods of time. So one of the plans for the Artemis is um, the next one will be Artemis 2 to people around the moon. Artemis 3, they're actually going to land on the moon. Um, and the following Artemis mission, we have plans to build a smaller version of the space station to have that in orbit around the moon, and that's called Gateway. Um, so astronauts will kind of have this 
cosmic outpost, basically, which is, you know, off the Earth, around the moon, and that will kind of be a literal gateway to the rest of the solar system. So instead of, you know, astronauts going to the space station, which will be decommissioned by the end of the decade, um, they'll be going to the moon to a outpost on the moon. Um, and what we learn from, you know, all of these missions is going to allow us to then go to Mars and go to those other places that are much further out. So it really is a test bed for those um, those deeper pushes into space. That mini space station that you talk about that's going to be at the moon, do you reckon mm. people are going to launch from there to Mars or, uh, or are they still going to have to, like, launch from Earth in order to get there? Well, that, that's kind of the question because there, there's a lot of benefits you know, we're not just building a space station around the moon because it's going to look cool. Um, there, there are benefits. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mean, it will look cool, you know. It will look cool, but there are actual scientific benefits to, uh, say, launching from the moon. Because the moon has, you know, a lot less gravity, there is no atmosphere on the moon, your rockets don't need a huge amount of fuel to leave the moon. Um, if you're in orbit around the moon, you also don't need a huge amount of fuel to leave that moon orbit. So, you know, if we don't need as much fuel, we can build much larger payloads. We could build potential habitats. We could send more people, more stuff, essentially, could actually be sent out into space. And that's kind of one of the biggest limitations of launching from Earth is, A, it's extremely expensive, um, and, B, it's actually just really hard. You mm. know, it's really expensive and hard to get stuff off Earth, and there's always a limitation on basically how much something weighs. Um, you know, the more stuff you want to send into space, the bigger the rocket has to be, the bigger the rocket is, the more power it needs. It's just kind of this negative feedback loop. So, yeah, being at the moon does have benefits in terms of actually launching, being able to send more stuff off into space. Right. Okay, so let's think about the crew now that we've got for Artemis 2. There's about four people on there. Any, yeah. any, um, do we know their names? Do we know why they got selected? Yeah, so we've um, we've got all the crew details. Um, so there's four members. We've got Christina Koch, uh, we've got Reed Wiseman, Jeremy Hansen, and Victor Glover. Um, all extremely seasoned astronauts. Jeremy Hansen is actually a Canadian astronaut, so he's going to be the first non-American to go to the moon. Um, so that that's quite exciting uh, for for the country. Um, and then we've got the other three are NASA astronauts. Um, which Christina Koch is, she's a really seasoned astronaut. She's been to the space station. She currently holds the record for the longest individual space flight in space um, for any woman, which is like 328 days, so it's almost a year. Um, she conducted the first ever all female spacewalk. Um, she has multiple degrees. And then we've got uh, Victor Glover. He is a, he's going to be the pilot for the mission. Um, he's flown like something like 40 different spacecraft or mm. planes on Earth over 3,000 hours. It's, they're really, really, and you know, you read these people's, um, the education and their background, they're just extremely qualified. And yeah, I think NASA's picked a really strong and really diverse team of people too. I, I kind of think about, you know, like, and it sounds like these are all very seasoned people who have already been out to space uh, in some capacity. Um, mm. When you go to space, though, I, for some reason, this is just one of the little factoids I remember as a kid. Um, your bones are affected when you when you go out into space. <laughs> yeah, uh, but <laughs> I mean, I, but then wouldn't wouldn't you just expose yourself to the same risks if you're going out again? Like, yeah, and yeah, the thing about space is it's extremely inhospitable to humans and there are there are really long-term negative effects of people being in space and one of the biggest ones is like you said is actually we lose bone mass in space 
um, basically the calcium in our bones fizzes away. So a lot of astronauts, they kind of develop almost osteoporosis. Um, and on top of that, because you know we're in zero G, our muscles don't need to work hard. We lose muscle mass, um, blood in the body basically, and kind of cooling the lower half of our body. It kind of evens out across all of our body. It puts pressure on our heart. Um, a lot of astronauts lose vision. They get really blurry eyes in space. Right. There are all these, yeah, there's a lot of negative um, effects of being in space. But one of the best ways we can combat that, and that'll be the same with the moon, is sounds really silly, but exercise machines. Um, Right, yes. Seen, um, yeah, I mean, they have a lot of equipment on the space station. I and mean, basically, astronauts up there, they had to spend like two hours a day working out. Um, and that's simply just to combat those effects because, yeah, essentially the body gets lazy and it has these really negative effects on us in space. And it's, it's going to be the same on those journeys to the moon and then to Mars. Um, they're going to spend a lot of their time working out, which sounds really strange, but yeah, they just have to. Well, I, I'm just hoping that these guys don't lose all of their bones when they go out for a second time. <laughs> but um, actually, talking about that, when are these four people expected to head back out to the moon? Yeah, so Artemis to the ETA of the mission is late next year, so I think it was November, December 2024. Um, so yeah, over a year and a half. I can guarantee, though, it's definitely not going to be then. It's probably going to be early 2025 just going with um you know there's always delays with these missions um they're really complex they always come across issues whether it be with spacecraft or the rockets um or different launch parameters so i think realistically it's going to be early 2025 Mm. um but yeah i think it's just it's really cool to just you know we know who's going there we know the crew members um we know the plan of the mission and we've obviously we saw the success of artemis one which was last year and that was the uncrewed version. Um, so, yeah, I think regardless of time frame, there's a lot to look forward to. Right on. Okay, is there anything else that you want to, you know, say in order to wrap things up here, Josh? Um, not that I can say, but just that I'm personally really excited, and I think it's, um, yeah, it almost felt like a bit of a movie. I was just reading about some of the astronauts, today, and it just seems really unreal that we're really going back to the moon, you know? Yeah. Something I've experienced, and... I think, yeah, I think a lot of us forget that, you know, most of us have never experienced the moon landing in our lives. So it, it's really exciting and it's, it's starting to feel very real. So, yeah, it's super cool. And just before you go, I, I just had this question pop up. Um, where on the Earth is this Tesla car that we sent out to space a little bit ago? <laughs> where is it gone? Um, it is somewhere between Earth and Mars. I couldn't <laughs> tell you exactly where. Um, but yeah, it's in a sun synchronous orbit, so it's somewhere between Earth and Mars, is all I can tell you. And uh, sorry, we just got a text in. Uh, hi there, can you ask Josh to comment, uh, research the Chinese mission to the moon? Uh, this may be very interesting to us listeners. And it's not just the Yanks yeah, that are going there, but China's going there too. Yeah, it's probably worth to mention. There's kind of this. Um, some people call it kind of a second space race. Of course, China has rapidly developed their own space program. Mm. Um, and they have, you know, they've got their own space station and they do have plans for a lunar landing also in the south pole of the moon, which is also where the Americans are going to land. Um, they do have their own missions. I think their missions are probably later into this decade. I'm not sure if it's probably going to be at the same time as the Artemis missions. Um, but, you know, Russia has also announced their own plans to potentially work with China on this mission. So, yeah, there's a lot of countries that want to get back to the moon. Um, but, yeah, I think it's very likely that Artemis will be the first to get there. I mean, given the fact that there are so many countries trying to go to the moon, do we have any traffic rules? 
for when rockets are trying to make their way to the moon? Like, have we have we sorted that out? Yeah, it's honestly the short answer is no. Um, I mean, we, <laughs> the weird thing about space is, you know, we have things like space trees, you know, to say no one owns the moon, you know, whatever. But the reality is, you know, in the future when we do have spaces from countries on the moon, um, those are laws that we need to have because, you know, things on Earth, you know, when you send a rocket into space, um, as to the rules about that, it's usually governed by their own country. So the United States will have their own rules, China will have their own rules, Russia will have their own rules. Um, but that doesn't mean that other countries are adhering to those rules. So, mm. it's, yeah, it's a bit of a wild west sometimes in space. But um, as we get back to the moon, yeah, I think, you know, the laws that we're going to be using are going to kind of have to be made out, basically. Well, very good. Well, thank you so much, Josh. And we'll speak again next week, hopefully with some more other things that's going out there right. in space. Get on you. <laughs> Sounds great. I'll speak to you then. Bye. Bye. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM. Thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.